Welcome to the most efficient podcast on the internet, where we learn about making our lives more efficient and go on a journey of simplifying our lives and making space for what we truly value. Now here is your host, Efficient Saul. Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of Efficient Saul here. Today I wanted to bring you guys to an episode focused on hyperfocus of all topics. Now, you may ask yourself, hyperfocus, what is that? Is that a hyperversion of focus? Yes. It's called, I consider it a superpower, an ability that most people have, especially with ADHD, that allows them to take one topic, one task, and just fully dedicate themselves to it 100%, ride or die, whatever task it is. And maybe you relate to this, maybe in some aspects and some tasks and some ways that you function, this is how you, you feel too. It's normal. And I'm going to talk about what it is, the journey that I've been on, on on my journey of hyperfocus, all my hobbies, everything that I've gotten into, that hyperfocus has allowed me to successfully complete, learn, master, and the steps that I'm doing nowadays, you mentioned to learn how to control it and dope of it, and kind of the pros and cons of it. So, what is it? And then, like I just mentioned, it's something that allows you to just really dedicate yourself a hundred percent to one thing. Um, and it's, it's really useful because it can, it can make it. So even if there's something you're not interested in, you can figure out something that something about that, that will interest you and you can dedicate yourself a hundred percent, or even if it's like to pass a class or you need this test or you, you know, this part of your relationship or whatever it is, you can dedicate yourself a hundred percent and just, just fly through it to the moon, fully dedicate yourself. And that's the only thing you'll think live and breathe until you get done or six or happy with, with when you're at. Now it does has its pros and cons. I think that the pros are that I think it's definitely one of the best ways to learn and fastest ways to learn. It can allow you to master a topic. It's, I would say kind of like a survival mechanism because you put yourself in a mental state where you have no other choice, but to master this, that's the way I see it at least. So imagine if you're, you think that there's no other way, but to master this, and that's even how I see like hanging out with people like, you know, it's like the, your word is your word. Like we're going to do this. We're going to be there 100 percent committed. Like it's commitment. That's the best way to be committed, best way to learn, best way to keep your word and fully focused on just getting it done and, and being there. Now, it's also very good if if you're in the process of being hyper focused, consistent, it can lead you to be super consistent in something and not miss anything and fully dedicated as well as it definitely brings results at all. And, you, and they, they will show and you will master whatever it is you're trying to master or get done whatever it is you're trying to get done because this this is you and your survival mechanism dedicating yourself 100% to getting something done. Now, I would also say that this comes with dopamine. I think it's a, it'll shape your brain to function in a way that doing these things, getting it done, being this level of consistent in these results releases a ton of dopamine. And more importantly, when you complete tasks, when you complete a challenge, when you're extra efficient, when you're able to be consistent, the problem is though that it can be very draining as you go through it. You're, you know, it's it's very draining to be consistent for such a long period of time. And you don't feel that at that moment because the dopamine high is, is, is very up there. But over time, you'll lose it. You'll eventually burn out of the hyper-focus in whatever topic it is. It happens to absolutely everything that I've done, and most people, I, I would assume. But 
I think that hyper focus should be on the short term and it functions a lot better for short term or a couple months max. But anything longer, you eventually you need more than hyper focus to keep you going there. You need to just be consistent, not hyper focus. You know, you can't be 100 percent for so long because when you're hyper focused, you're 100 percent. So it's better to, you know, be 50, 60 percent dedicated to one topic over an extended period of time than 100 percent. And this is very draining because it's consistent and, you know, you can't see yourself as inefficient. And it sometimes if you start, you know, your performance is being affected after a long period of time or you kind of get bored of it. Um, other negatives or, or negatives of hyper focus would be. Um, uh, what's it called? I feel like you constantly have to seek a purpose when you're not in it, you know, when you're not hyper focused, when you're not in that one thing, you're 100 percent, which, by the way, is usually just one or two things you can focus on at once max, like everything else is kind of like. In the blur at background, you're not focused, you're not worried about it. It's just that one or two things that kind of carry you home. Now, when you're in a time where you're in between hobbies, and that's kind of how I feel right now, you're in this space of just seeking purpose, seeking praise, just validate, just seeking something that can inspire you to maybe get another hobby, maybe something else that, that can bring you that dopamine again from being able to apply your hyper focus. And now, this this is the challenge here because like i said all these things like burnout seeking purpose seeking praise seeking all these things i don't think they're positive things that should be in your life i consider them negative but hyper focus i think it's positive because of all the stuff that it can bring now some of the goals that i have set for myself and and that i would recommend people that struggle with the same issue are to you know lower the amount of praise that you need lower the amount of seeking learn how to be more peaceful have more peacefulness, be more mindful, um, just be more self-aware, and most importantly, be able to control your hyper-focus, which I consider it extremely difficult. And that's something that I have recently started and I have been doing pretty good at. I haven't gotten into any new hobbies. And just to give you guys some perspective, for my whole life, I just go through phases. Every couple months, I switch. I have like a switch that I'll switch into a different hobby. I'll switch back. I'll switch to different and usually when I feel like I finish the hobby, which usually for me, it takes me a couple months. That's it. Like I'm, I'm done. I burnt out of that hobby. I feel like I mastered everything. There's nothing new online that I can find that I haven't learned that I can't figure out. Like when there's nothing new that I can learn, there's no new dopamine that I can get from it. Then I kind of cut out and mentally and I'm like, okay, I'm done here. I need to find something else. And I could, the cycle restarts and that's how it's always been. I've done, Tons of hobbies, and I'll talk about that now before I continue with the, the controlling hyperfocus. But most recently, um, well, right now I'm trying to get into one, but controlling my hyperfocus and not fully get into it. I'm trying to get into some RC cars, RC drift cars to be more exact. Um, but never mind that. Right before that, I have been very into, um, I had to, well, for my career, we have to take these exams, right? And it's just two exams, but. They're like a six and an eight hour. And I passed my six hour one a long time ago, which I also hyper focused for. But the most recent one, literally five months straight of studying every day, just fully focused on that. I told myself, like, the way I'll see some things is like, if I don't pass, like, that's it. Like, I have to pass. There's no other reason. And that's that sets the level of survival in you to, like, you know, get the dopamine of actively studying, actively get it done because you're preparing yourself to pass no matter what and be ultimately prepared. And then doing that for five months, I was able to successfully pass my exam. Right before that, I was on a health journey. 
I did all my research, everything, probably three, four months straight of intense calorie counting, intense fasting and intense working out research. And I got to a point where I'm like, I feel like I can manage my health. I know what to eat. I know how to be. I know how to function. I know all these things that can allow me to have a better physical uh, self and, and mindfulness. But right at right about that point, I'm like, OK, I got bored of it. I'm tired. You know, I've learned I mastered it all now. Now I'm burnt out of it. I need something else. I need more dopamine. That's where I started the exam. And right before that, it was like a year and a half, which is probably my longest focus. And I'll explain to you guys why and kind of my journey for that one is I have a project car that I got and I got it. And for a year and a half, I was extremely dedicated to working every day, doing constant research, mastering everything. I've learned how to build engines. I learned how to do the wiring in cars. I learned how to every single bolt in the car, every single thing I took out, I rebuilt, I put it back together. And, but that wasn't that good because the problem, and I really noticed that a lot of my issues when I was working on my car is that I really enjoy learning things for the first time. Like for example, the first time I built my engine for the car and I installed it, that was fun learning experience. I was able to get it done, but guess what? After doing that, I blew the engine. I had to take the engine back out and rebuild it. And that was an extremely painful process for me because I feel like I was not getting that dopamine release. So I was just pushing it back. I didn't want to do it. And take them out. I had to repeat that two or three times because I, you know, I've never built engines before. I'm learning to build engines and I messed them up a couple of times. But now I have one that works. I know what I'm doing. I've learned almost everything about cars. I can figure it out. But that's where the problem sets in that that dopamine release is only the first time you're doing these things, the first time you're progressing. So when it's repetitive tasks, it's very, very hard to do because, at least for me, I've already learned how to do something and that's where I get my dopamine from. I get my dopamine from learning new things, being able to apply them. And when I have to apply them over and over again or be repetitive with it, especially if it's something so daunting as taking apart hundreds of pieces inside an engine and then assembling all back together. And, you know, that's a that's a huge process while doing school and work full time that, you know, that, that really affected me and taught me to uh, deal with it and try to get it done, enjoy it more, but also try to tone down the hyper focus and I was able to kind of do it for that. Now, for the car, I was able to, um, I was really into mechanical keyboards. So I used to build custom ones for people. I used to design them and sell parts online. I used to do absolutely everything mechanical keyboards. I had websites of forums and that's something I didn't mention for the, the car and other things too, but just constant forums, research. I go heavy. Like that's the only thing I, I think live and breathe is my hobbies or what I do when it's in that moment in time. And before that, 3D printers, I was in it for like four or five months where it's like just dedicated all the forms, all the research, all the videos, all forms. Even before that, remote control cars, I was into like um, some of the off-roading cars and stuff. And I would custom build them. I would be in all the forms, stores. I would get absolutely all the parts, build my own stuff. Um, before that, just like, I don't know, playing video games. I have thousands of hours in, in a bunch of video games, mainly Counter-Strike. And what I would do is I would make communities, manage servers, uh, invite people, like like host events. Like I would do all these things and just constant dedication to the forums and managing the community and doing something that I enjoyed. And I didn't mention this too. Experiences kind of led me to learn so many new skills that I was able to to apply even later in my life, even to the present. You know, from all my time being so dedicated and focused on those, I was able to learn very valuable skills 
like learning how to sell, buy, trade, uh, buy and sell stuff online, and a lot of those things. And even even before that, when I was a lot younger, you know, whether it was Legos or, you know, I used to have a take an old camera, action camera, and I used to take a do Lego stop motion videos for YouTube. So taught myself how to do that, like you know, maybe twelve years old, maybe younger. You know, I would go ahead and take pictures of the Lego toys as I would move them in. And learn how to make the stop motion videos using Windows Movie Maker and upload them. And that's kind of how like my hobbies have evolved over time. So that that has led me to have this hyper focus adaptability that I can apply to almost anything. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys can relate in having this or some type of hyper focus you can allocate. And hopefully this episode here will give you guys a better understanding of what it is, maybe some ideas on how to control it and how to hopefully identify if you have it and and learn how to use it really because this is all about you and what you want to do with it but yeah guys hopefully you guys are aware thank you guys and i'll go ahead and catch you guys in the next one you have been listening to efficient soul we want to thank you and invite you to subscribe and follow the most efficient show on the internet